girls watching TV shows And some of it's good and some of it blows And when we finish the movies, yeah, we need a scotch And we turn to each other and say, um, what did we just watch? Hey! Hey! Hello, hello! Welcome back! This podcast today is sponsored by Butt Grow. Butt Grow is a product um, invented by Gwen Sachs to enlarge the size of your butt. Now, we're all not satisfied with our butt sizes. Am I the only one? Just like look in the mirror and no. you see a nothing? Sometimes I wish I had a hunk of trunk, dump truck of an ass, but I don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the reality. And I know that we've spent many nights crying over our lack of dump truck ass but now there's a solution. Emily, what did, what did you do? Cause it was really you who turned us onto this product. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you don't want to do squats or sometimes you do squats, but you just, you want a little bit more and uh, that's where butt grow comes in. Butt grow is a liquid that you put on your butt to make it grow. Um, how quickly can we see results? I saw results within two seconds. <laughs> Same. Same. So yes. I saw results in one. So Ooh, wow. These are guaranteed. So you can Venmo Gwen Sachs at Gwen Sachs um, for five small payments of one million dollars. You can get butt grow in your own house and start growing your ass today. Still worth it, folks. Thanks, Butt Grow, butt for grow. sponsoring us. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, now that we've heard from our sponsors, we're going to get started. Uh, we should probably give some context why we were gone for a, a long time. Uh, well, there was mo- moving involved. There was some movement. I moved. True. Um, we actually drove to busy. Delaware. Oh, yeah. yeah we were <laughs> last weekend we were busy driving to Delaware, so we couldn't actually make a podcast. Um, this weekend was Father's Day, so we couldn't yep. do anything. Um, dang, I really can't remember what we did over the last month. We've been, but it's been a month. busy. The world yeah, is coming back. Busy. Activities we saw each other are happening. Yes. Yeah, and that's where we went to Delaware. While we were together, we measured our butts um, after we used Booty Grow. Yeah, and um, yep. it does That's a great. great job of making sure every butt is a little bit like standard, you know? No butt is bigger than the other one, which is nice. No, but at the same time, each butt has its own unique shape, which is yeah. what I liked. Because mm-hmm. we don't want to like, if we just got a Brazilian butt lift, all of our asses would look the same. But booty grows just a little different, you know? Mm-hmm. It makes like it feel a, a little bit more natural. Yeah. Like a snowflake. <laughs> like a snowflake. Um, anyway, <laughs> we watched a TV show. Yes. Um, we did. Got, our favorite. I fucking love this show. Birdie. Yes. It this was canceled. Oh. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was going to say this episode is anti-Netflix um, because they dared to cancel Tuka Ooh. and Bernie after one season. Ooh. They're giving but us luckily it's back. Th- it's back. 
they gave us three kissing booths and only one season of Tuca and Birdie. And that's an injustice. Um, but Adult Swim, Adult Swim picked it up. We won't be able to see Tuca's boobies anymore. But really? Yeah, I don't. Oh, I guess they did censor that. Yeah. This episode, huh? Yeah. But um, Emily's going to talk about the episode we watched. Yeah. Um, Yes. So the first episode is on YouTube. I think if you want to watch like the following episodes, you probably need some way to watch Adult Swim. But if you want to watch the first one like we did, it's just on YouTube. Um, Before we start, yeah. We should talk about how there was a TikTok trend for Adult Swim. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I don't that was... fully understand it, but yes, I have seen it. It's like I, one of my favorite you know... trends in a long time. Like, it was just like one of those wholesome trends that brought me back to like whipped coffee and like, I don't know, just like wholesome summer TikTok vibes. Um, but Emily Lynch was not like us and she didn't watch Adult Swim as a child. So maybe we should give her some content. No. <laughs> yeah. It's I Adult mean, like... Swim. I didn't think I was allowed. Well, sometimes Adult Swim would have cartoons that weren't really adult. And they just, like, were on the older side, so they just pushed them to 9 p.m. instead of, like, the normal Cartoon Network time. Sometimes you just stay up late. Like, like I would stay up if I was sick and couldn't fall asleep, and it would just, like, come on because I was watching Cartoon Network. So Yeah, I watched a lot of American Dad. Oh, yeah, same. Same. And a lot of, like robot chicken like that stuff would just come on and I just like okay I guess <laughs> guess I'll watch this um but like in between the shows that are like even just like commercial breaks Adult Swim would have these like bumps in between where it basically just would like be like really like mundane things that people are videoing and it would have like text over it talking to you and so like the AS bracket is like Adult Swim. So they would have something like a shot of a man mowing a yard and then like, and like, I don't know, like you don't have to do this today or like, I don't know, something like, you know, like funny, like, but just very simple. And it was always like really mundane things or they would like have like cool perspective changes and stuff. So I think that the trend just like took the song or like one of the songs from the bumps And then, like, people were just, like, interpreting, like, that basic structure of, like, when could the AS show up? Because, like, sometimes it wouldn't have words and it would just be, like, a little bump. And then, like, all of a sudden you would, like, see, like, in a really cool way, like, the Adult Swim logo pop up. And I think that's where it came from. Yeah. I mean, good for Adult Swim for all the free advertising they've gotten. We should have um, did a bump. We should have made it for the podcast. Oh, wow. If I have time, I'll make one. Just like um, splice it in right here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Tuca and Birdie's on Adult Swim. And I'm glad it has a new home because it's like one of my favorite shows. It's probably one of my favorites. It's so good. It's so good. Emily, do you want to talk yeah. about the app? I will, yes. Yeah. So this is season two, episode one. Um, and so I'll give a little little synopsis. Um, so the episode starts off, we're with Birdie. We love Birdie. We are Birdie. 
Um, and Birdie is in therapy for the first time. So she's like trying out different therapists, like trying to find one that fits. Um, she has anxiety, which is like talked about quite a bit in the first season. And like, it was a focus of the episode, like this episode. Um, so she's trying to find a therapist to help her like deal with panic attacks and just have better like coping strategies. Um, and so in the first scene, she's talking to this therapist who like almost immediately, like without knowing really any information at all, just like flatly tells her to cut Tuka, which is her best friend and Speckle, who's her boyfriend out of her life. Um, and she's like, what? That's horrible advice. Like, why would I do that? They're the only two people like in my life. Um, and it turns out the therapist specializes in severing attachments. And so that's what she does. So. Birdie's like, well, I guess I'll find a different therapist because this one doesn't seem to be working out. Um, and so then she goes home and she's in her apartment talking to Tuka. And Tuka says, why do you need therapy? Why don't you just do what I do? Just go home, spit all of your bad feelings into a cup and flip it over and put it behind your toilet, which is a strategy. Um, yeah. So that's what Tuka does when she has bad feelings or anxiety um and then they're talking some more and Birdie's talking about how again she's having trouble finding a therapist and she's having a lot of anxiety about her upcoming anniversary dinner with her boyfriend Speckle um because he's really excited about it and she's like nervous about it um and then Tuka talks about how she's having trouble with online dating and she doesn't like it and it's like she doesn't like sifting through the people on the app and like swiping um so they both decide that the way that they should go forward with their problems is see respectively a bunch of different like potential dating partners and a bunch of different therapists all at once and just like do it all in one day so that's like the rest of the episodes we see them like kind of going apart and like trying to do that um so uh Birdie, again, like we, we have a new scene where she's going to see a different therapist, hopefully better than the first one. Um, and I think this one is Dr. Joan, right? That was her name. Mm -hmm. A bird named Dr. Joan. Um, Joanne, I can't remember. Joanne, yeah, Joanne. Um, so she's at therapy. She's talking again about she's like stressed about having a panic attack at her anniversary because she doesn't want to ruin it. And she talks about how she feels like a burden to her friends and she is like a haunted house and she doesn't want to let people into her haunted house and they have like kind of a cool like imagery of like her turning into a haunted house and like I guess you have to watch it. Um, but she's talking about like that anxiety. Um, so then we leave her in that scene and we move over to Tuka who's doing you know, kind of her task of trying to find a bunch of people to date and pick one. And the way that she's gone about that is she has gotten somehow a city bus and she wrote the word sex bus on the side of it. Um, and she picked up a bunch of people <laughs> from a bus stop, a bunch of other birds and assorted this other This podcast animals. is sponsored by sex bus. Sex bus. <laughs> so true. I Come wish on, they ladies, would pay and non-binary. Let's get on the sex bus. Everyone get on. Ding ding. There's also no sex on the sex bus. Let's there talk was about no that sex afterwards. On the sex bus. 
Um, yes. Yeah, so the point of Sex Bus is that Tuka has organized a reality dating competition for herself. It's a non-televised reality dating competition where all of the participants get on Sex Bus and Tuka makes them go through a series of activities and judges and eliminates them one by one. Um, so kind of like The Bachelor, but it's just Tuka doing her thing. Um, so now we're back to Birdie. She's at work now. She works at a magazine called Condé Nest, which is a fun pun. Um, and she's like on her computer again, looking at therapists. She pulls one up that says like, there's no appointments available until 2070 something, which like can relate. That's exactly how it is to try to find a therapist. Um, and she gets stressed out and ends up just like booking all of the therapists that are possibly available online. So she books like 10 appointments by accident um, and like panics and has to take the rest of the day off to like go see all of these therapists. And while she's walking there, she decides like, this is okay, I can do this. I just need to find a way, like by talking to these therapists, I need to find a way to fix panic attacks by today at 6 p.m. because that's when her anniversary date is. And she's very anxious about being anxious at her anniversary date. Um, so then we go through this montage where she goes to a bunch of different therapists. They all give her really bad advice. And so they all give her these like weird coping strategies for trying to prevent panic attacks. One of them is like, oh, all you have to do is like hold this crystal. Here it is. I'll put it on your bill. Take this crystal with you. Another one says, oh, just repeat what the other person is saying. Just, just keep repeating them. Another is a therapist named Bluebird, who's blue and dressed all in blue and everything in um, their blue, office is blue. And he, he says that the um, coping strategy that Birdie should do is just list all of the colors in the room. And then he starts going blue, 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 blue. Um, there's another very needy therapist who like wants to be best friends. And she says that it's all just about the power of positive thinking and she's not a haunted house, she's great. And there's no problems at all. Um, so those are all the, the pieces of bad advice that Birdie got. Um, and she has to just kind of mesh all those together. She took some notes and that's gonna be what she has to try to do. Um, so now we're back with Tuka in the sex bus um, and we see another montage of all of the birds, and I think there was like one fox, but all the rest were birds, and they were all competing to date Tuka. They had a painting competition. There was a bomb threat that they had to deal with, which turned out to be Chapstick, and the Chapstick company was sponsoring Sex Bus, who is sponsoring our podcast. Um, there was- We are sponsored um, today by Glossier. Glossier, thanks for the sponsorship. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll talk more about Glossier later, but thank you. We will. Um, so there's a series of competitions and um, one by one people get eliminated. And then in the end, it turns out that Tuka is left with one person left to date her. And it's this butch owl who is a mechanic. We love the owl. She, they seem very like, very gentle. They seem very nice. Um, so Tuka's into the owl. Um, and then 
uh, yeah, I think at that point there's a flat tire on the bus, which is, I think, how it comes out that the owl is mechanics and the owl is fixing the flat tire. We like the owl so far. Um, we come back to Birdie, and Birdie is talking to the cool teen kids that live on her block who are plants. Um, and through their cool teen ways, they show her that she needs to like be not apologetic and just grab what she wants. So she goes to the office of this therapist named Dr. Esther Emu, who she knows from a podcast who doesn't have any appointments available and demands to see her. She says it's a psychological emergency. Um, and so Dr. Esther Emu does give her some advice, which on its surface seems a little bit better than the advice she got from the other therapist. So her advice was when Bertie's having a panic attack, just imagine the world five minutes in the future in order to try to get over that panic attack. And Bertie says, okay, I can do that. I can try that out. We go back very briefly to the sex bus with the owl mechanic and Tua. Um, dating so nervous and the mechanics are like oh you know this competition kind of helped because it took the pressure off and it was kind of fun and they were kind of bantering and then they share a lovely kiss and then yeah like they're birds so because they're beaks that's just what it looked like <laughs> um so then we go back to birdie she arrives at her anniversary dinner with speckle um, and she like seems less nervous, like she's all prepared with all of her coping mechanisms that she got from all the therapists. Um, but then the waitress walks up and the waitress looks exactly like this like person that Birdie made up in her head that she thinks Speckle would date instead of her. Um, like when she was feeling anxious the night before she had like made this person up. Um, and so she starts to feel nervous. Um, she tries to do the trick that the Dr. Esther Emu taught her, which is imagining the world five minutes from now um, to feel less nervous. And in her imagination, the entire restaurant is on fire and everyone is running around screaming. So she's like, well, that didn't work. She tells Speckle she's feeling nervous and she tries all of her other coping mechanisms that she got from bad therapists, like repeating words and saying colors and none of that works. Um, and then the waitress brings an appetizer that's all red and it looks like blood. Um, so that sets her off and she starts to have a panic attack. Um, so Speckle texts Tuka that this is happening and Tuka immediately rushes to help. Um, she like basically gets on the bus and starts driving towards the restaurant and she's explaining to her like person that she's dating, the owl, um, like what's going on and, and who Birdie is and like why she needs to go to the restaurant. And the mechanic is a little confused why she needs to go. Like they say like, oh, are you in love with her? Like what's going on? Um, and it's just generally confused like why Tuka needs to go if Brady's boyfriend is there and like what's going on with their whole relationship. Um, so then when they get to the restaurant, the mechanic goes home and says, it kind of seems like Tuka is looking for reasons not to get in a relationship. And Tuka is like, oh no, like that's not what it is. But like can't really convince them. Um, so the mechanic goes home and then Speckle and Tuka are in the restaurant like trying to help Birdie and like calm her down from her panic attack. And 
Bertie's in the kind of like haunted house form again. Um, like she doesn't want to let her friends in. Um, she doesn't want to be a burden. And she ends up getting like one of the initial therapist's voice in her head. That was like Dr. Joanne um, telling her like, no, you're not a burden. Like your friends want to help you. Like you should let them in. Um, so she eventually like realizes that and like lets her friends talk to her and hears them and lets them help her. Um, and so she's feeling a little bit better and they leave the restaurant. And then right as they're leaving the restaurant, Tuka like knocks something over and accidentally sets the whole restaurant on fire. And then everyone starts screaming and running around just like in Birdie's imagination of five minutes later. Um, so she was right. <laughs> so the advice from the emu doctor was not that bad because it was true. <laughs> um, so that was that scene. And then the last scene of the episode, they all go back to Birdie and Speckle's apartment um, and they're talking and Birdie like apologizes for the evening and they say, oh, it's okay. Um, and she says that she's going to decide to keep seeing Dr. Joanne, who's the therapist that she like heard her advice in her head while she was having the panic attack. Um, and they say, oh, that's great. And then Birdie goes home um, and she, cause she lives like right upstairs or sorry, Tuka goes home. She lives right upstairs um, from Birdie and Speckle. And she does the thing that she said at the beginning where she like puts her bad feelings in a cup and like puts them on the ground. So she like puts all her bad feelings into this cup and she writes, Birdie is keeping me alone on it and like puts it upside down on the floor. Um, and then that was the end of the episode. So it ended on kind of a sad note, but hopefully we can watch the others in the season. Thank you, Emily, for the recap. Yeah. On a good note, we have a sponsorship. Glossier. Glossier is a makeup company um, that special specializes in natural makeup. And um, we are blessed enough to get a sponsorship from them. So, wow. Kiana, do you want to talk about why Glossier is so great? No. I don't have any products from Glossier. <laughs> that is not how you do a sponsorship, Queen. <laughs> That's how we do a sponsorship here. I'm kidding. Glossier is great. It makes your skin soft and it makes you feel great inside. And that's all you want from your own face product and makeup product. Something that makes you shine and uh, shimmer. So buy Glossier today. It'll make you shine and shimmer. Wow, that was nice. Um, so many sponsors. Yeah, we're so lucky. <laughs> so great we're that these people are definitely paying us. Absolutely. It's so great that after a, a month hiatus, they were like, yes. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> now now we're hopping in. Yeah. Bring the podcast back. We will pay you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. that's actually why we're back is because we have sponsorships. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm. It was such a good episode. I was like worried about the switch from Netflix to Adult Swim and like how that would look like continuity wise. You know, sometimes like when shows, I guess I'm thinking in the opposite direction, like when Arrested Development got picked up again by Netflix, it sucked. Like it was just worse. Yeah. And sometimes Netflix like reboots are okay or like reboots are fine. But like, I was really just like worried how the show's tone would be 
but like Adult Swim's like a pretty liberal like open place so I figured it'd be fine but I wasn't sure if like the tone would be different but it like it was just as good as the last season at least the, by the first episode's measure um so I was really yeah it was happy. still yeah. as zany and very strange as the first season which is why I enjoyed the show as well like right. those are not backhanded com- comments <laughs> I enjoy the zany how weird it is I like um, the zaniness yeah. as well. Yeah, and, and I think they they continued to, con- like, they talked about past events that happened in season one. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked that. And then I liked how the recap wasn't too elaborate. Like, I liked how I was like, okay, yeah, that's what it was. And now you move on. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, one of, I really liked... Something I don't know, I, I like how there's this balance, like you said, of zaniness. I feel like um, we've talked about this before, but the woman who's drawing and like created Tuca and Birdie worked on Bojack Horseman as like the artist, Lisa Hanawalt. And like she didn't have like complete creative control of Bojack, so I know it's different, but animation is similar. Um, but in Bojack, there's like, funny seasons and then there are seasons that are like really depressing and I feel like it kind of came to the point where you're like the last season of Bojack I was like excited because it brought back like the good balance of like critical self-reflection and like zaniness and comedy where like some of the other seasons were just like self-reflection and like sadness and like yeah. confronting the human condition and I feel like Tuca and Birdie has done a really good job um in the last season kind of starting the narrative about like Tuca and her family life and like her family dynamics and Birdie and her anxiety and their like friendship together and I thought this was like a really good continuation and like balance of like funny stuff like the freaking sex bus was hilarious um and yeah I mean I just like I love the show for that reason because it just like has a good balance of that um yeah that was all I had to say. Yeah, do we know like um, the an- the one who the animator who drew this? Does she- is she also directing and writing it, or is she just animating? Do we know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why it's really different because I think she had like um, I think she was doing some stuff on BoJack besides just animating, but I'm pretty sure for this it's like all of the roles. But I can look it up. And this one also uh, they have no no like humanoid characters they're all animals or random plants yeah unlike bojack where sometimes humans have sex with dogs humanoid (laughs) so this actually came from she had a like a web comic or something called tuca the toucan so it actually came from tuca um and then netflix like drew in her to like make the show um so that's where it came from but yeah she's like producer and she's directing as well cool um yeah how do you guys I'm glad feel? they were able to also oh. oh no you go you go you're glad they were able to play i was just gonna say that um bring back the whole cast like they were yeah. yeah. agree no one's voice changed. They're all the same. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. 
it is like a little jarring when you hear a new voice actor and you're like whoa mm-hmm. yeah hold on <laughs> nothing but, will be as bad as um game of thrones where they just rip- changed the whole entire actor and it was oh, just yeah. the same character and they look completely different and we're like who is this man <laughs> and they're oh, yeah. like saying his name and fresh <laughs> like, and huh? fresh print and fresh prince too oh yeah Aunt Viv. they're just like Aunt Viv is a completely different woman now and you're like wait yeah. <laughs> that's not Aunt I Viv. feel like so many like long-running shows have to do that at some point <laughs> it's always so jarring and I feel like often they'll make like some like pointed comment or joke about it but it's still just like I can't get yeah they're like wow you look different or like it's like the season comes back from like their hiatus so they're like wow the summer really changed you or something like that in the last year they did that in it's like the dad uh I was gonna say princess Christmas Prince, the dad. Yes, that's what it was. I was like, we watched something and we like ragged on it for doing that. What was it? Yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, I'm curious how, because like in this episode, it kind of goes in depth with Birdie's search for a therapist. I think it'd be interesting for us to chat about because like I've been in therapy for a really long time and like from perspectives of people like searching for therapy or like not in therapy, because like that's kind of where Emily and Kiana are at like what did you think about this episode was it relatable from your perspective I'm curious I mean Birdie's character in general is very relatable like every episode um but yeah this was one where I was like oh yeah I was recently looking for a therapist and it's exactly like this like you simply cannot find an appointment with anyone that like you want to see so like the pop-up that she got where it was like, no appointments until 2074. I was like, yep, that's that's how it is. Um, but no, I do, I really like Birdie's character because I find her like pretty relatable. I mean, obviously like some of the zany things, like they go kind of like out of like whatever, like they go a little above and beyond, but like generally I think her character is very relatable and I that's part of why I like watching the show I think yeah I thought it was interesting because like um like some of like some of her therapists was that like the first one she visit like if that wasn't the vibe that she wanted so I understand why that one didn't click but the other ones like it wasn't like they were giving bad advice per se it just like did not work for her if that makes sense yeah and that's what like like that's also yeah I also kind of like that that dynamic because I know like um the therapist that she ends up going with is like very chill she's like if it doesn't work out I'm not like it's not no pressure if it doesn't work out and like and she also said that like I could be the best therapist for you but like the worst therapist for someone else like that's sometimes it works out like that so like you can also do that with therapist advice like I mean, the crystal one, maybe if you're into crystals, but like trying to like ground yourself by looking at the colors around you, that's a legitimate like way to try to get from yeah. a panic attack. They do that. That's true. Like they made it funny because it was like the bird in the blue room where everything was yeah. blue and the bird yeah. was like blue. 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 So they made it like really jokey and like silly, but like, yeah, but, like I think a lot of the 
like pieces of advice that she got are like legitimate coping mechanisms but it was just funny that they were all like this is the thing to do like blue blue but yeah I thought that was a nice dynamic too because they kind of were going through like how it might actually be for someone trying to find a therapist yeah while also making the only like bad therapist was an needy one that was like call me later <laughs> yeah, let's be friends. can we hang out can we be best friends I'm the one that a... was like cut them out of your life immediately. yeah I did but have they'll a do therapist that. that was they'll like that. yeah 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 I did have a therapist that was like all the advice I can really give you is positive thinking and I'm like I mean that kind of helps but I need a little bit something else and she's like Hello? positive thinking let's say your affirmations mm-hmm. and I'm like okay like I can say that but I need I need a little bit more substance to just that right um so that, yeah. that, that thing, that, um, what's it, that idea, that strategy, I was like, it might work for some people, but that's not for me. Weird duck yeah. therapist. But yeah. Yeah. I like, this was such an interesting episode as like a person who's been going to therapy for a really long time. Um, and like how I've seen my friends like experiences, like when they're looking for a therapist, because it's not easy. Like, and I think that the way that they depicted the process of like how, like it doesn't match, like you might not click with this person. It might not be the right style for you. I think that that's like what discourages people because I think it's like people think that like the first therapist you go to, you have to stick with. And then if you don't click with that therapist, like you're not like therapy's not for you. And it's like, kind of like, I get that it's so discouraging to like, not click with a therapist and like, want to put in, it's like dating where you're like, I don't want to put in the effort again to like reveal my entire life's trauma. And then like, maybe I'll click with them. And maybe I don't like, that's a lot of work, but like from the Mm -hmm. other end, when you do click with a therapist, it's like, amazing and like my quality of life has improved tenfold and and, you know obviously like therapy is not accessible for everyone because that's just like how fucked the healthcare system is so it's like for what for some people like maybe that's not even an option but I feel like seeing my friends who like have like considered and like are able to like access it and their struggles it was like a really accurate depiction of like that search process from like an outsider's perspective I guess but I really thought what was interesting for me and like, I love Birdie. I literally have a quote that, a note in my phone that says Birdie quotes that are me because I just recently rewatched <laughs> the first season. So like Queen Birdie and I are on like the same page for a lot of things. I thought it was really interesting what she went in, like, and I feel like a lot of people also go into therapy with like, this is the one thing I need to fix and then I'm good to go. Like for her, she's like, this is my problem. I have panic attacks. So if I find the solution to the panic attacks, I'm good fam like I'm done and I feel like the reason why the chill therapist was good for her is because she was like probing her to think past like the one problem that Birdie had identified which she didn't want to think about and she didn't want to address because to her she was like that doesn't matter to this one even though it's like so relevant and I feel like part of finding a good therapist that clicks with you is someone who like will challenge you to like think deeply about like connections in your life that you might not see or like triggers in your life that you might not see and like how that like leads to your panic or your stress or your depression or like whatever and so like I just like I don't know I've been in Birdie's shoes like forever ago where I'm like cut like all I need to do is get over this one hump and then I can smooth sail but then there's like always something else that I'm working on so it's like that's not true but like when you're entering therapy it's so daunting and I can like see why she was like this is the one thing 
I'm going to focus on, and obviously it's like a really like life altering, like panic attacks are like no joke. Um, but at the same time, I was like, it was just interesting to see how that played out. And I like, when like the therapist Joanne came on, I'm like, I feel like she's going to be the one that Bertie ends up with because she's the only one who's like giving any kind of like, I don't know. Well, like, and then the one she was idolizing, like the one she listened to the podcast with and was like trying to book an appointment and she was busy and then she did go and she got like semi-decent advice. Like, like it wasn't bad advice to like picture like what's the worst case scenario? Like what's really going to happen? Like let's ground ourselves and think about what's really going to happen five minutes later. But like the fact that she like didn't question Birdie and like gave her an answer to like, how can I fix my panic attacks? Makes me think like, well, that's not a good therapist. Like they can give you coping strategies, but they also want you to like, think about like why it's occurring. Like, it's not just like a bandaid over something you fix. It's like, okay, like this happened once and I use this coping skill, but how can I like be mindful in the future and like not have yeah. that behavior happen again? So I thought that was that's a cool, a like really good point. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, like I, I, I wasn't thinking about it that way. Cause like, when the or the first time that I watched and like doctor the scene with Dr. Joanne happened like towards the beginning I was like oh yeah like there wasn't there wasn't anything like comical like about the way they like set up the interaction like with some of the other ones that gave her advice um but I was like oh it seems like that one's like not a good fit um but it's so true like the reason that Bertie thought it wasn't a good fit is because she was like kind of questioned or like she tried to focus on something that wasn't what like she specifically wanted to focus on and then yeah the the therapist who like also I feel like they set it up this way intentionally was like one of those podcast therapists that gives like very general advice gave yeah. Bertie like super general advice and Bertie was like that makes a ton of sense like it's totally gonna work and then like obviously it didn't work like again it's like not bad advice but it's like not there's no like one like the reason none of her strategies worked is because there's not just like one like simple thing you can do um right. So yeah, that was really interesting the way they set that up. And the comparison to dating too, like when you were saying finding a therapist is kind of like dating, like that's also how they tried to set up the show. Like they kept going quickly back and forth between like the parallel stories. And I was like, oh my God, it's literally kind of, they're like doing the same thing. (laughs) Finding a therapist and finding a partner is like not that different sometimes. Do you think um, by the end of the season, Tuka will be in therapy? you think they're setting it up where she would be like eventually going to therapy by the end or at least like receptive because in this episode she was like who needs therapists where I can scream into cups (laughs) which is like kind of a mood (laughs) yeah but yeah I Tuka's so interesting to me because I feel like I relate so much like with Birdie that like I don't know if I have a Tuka in my life but like last season where like I don't know we we like saw last season where she had a really hard time like being real and being honest with her emotions like when she went to her grandma's house she was sober and like didn't want to tell her grandma that she was sober and like obviously was triggered by like her mom and like how she was raised and all this stuff and like didn't feel close to her family but like still wanted to be part of the family on Christmas like there's a lot of stuff Tuka like kind of like keeps in the fold And, like, she's a zany, like, enthusiastic, like, dynamic person. And I'm not saying that, like, I feel like she'll just be, like, tied down and, like, rational and level-headed because I just don't think that would be part of her character. But I'm wondering because of, like, all the questioning that they've been, like, dropping about, like, her and Birdie's relationship 
I'm not, I'm like wondering if it's going to be through therapy or if it's going to be through like, like the person, like the owl who she was interacting with all night, like kind of prompted her to like do some reflection about like what her and Birdie's friendship looks like and like pushed her in yeah. a way that like no one else is going to do like Speckle's not going to do it and Birdie's not going to do it because they're like her sounding boards and she really hasn't created depth of relationship with anyone else who would like challenge her and like I think that she's been turning people away who have been challenging her relationship with Birdie because she doesn't want to hear it and for whatever reason this time this example like whatever the owl said like really stuck with her so I'm like wondering if like she'll have a continuing relationship with that person like or if she'll meet other people who might push her I don't see her going to therapy I don't know why what do you guys think um well I want to say that I relate to Tuka more than I relate to Birdie (laughs) I mean I have Birdie's anxiety but I I relate to like Tuka's just like we'll think about it later. Like, we'll come, come, we'll just put that in the back of my mind and forget about it. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't see her going to, I mean, if I see her going to therapy, it'd be like a group, like her and Birdie would have had a blow, like a blowout and then they would go to like couples therapy and they would try to like push her to do couples therapy together and it would just be like hijinks and it wouldn't work. Like that's what I would (laughs) That was the only way I yeah. could see her going to like therapy. Um, but I'm just like I'm wondering about her character. I mean, like Birdie and Speckle don't really have any friends besides like Tuka, so they definitely, but all yeah. three of them definitely need to like branch out. Um, but I'm wondering, like, I mean, obviously, like both of their like her and Birdie's relationship is codependent. But I'm wondering why she thinks like it is only like birdie's fault that she's alone and not just like like you know what I mean like obviously like she feels like she has to go help birdie and like drop everything to help birdie anytime she's in trouble but also like she needs like it's weird because I feel like that was me like years ago like dropping everything down to like help a friend but like boundaries now that I will like be able to and I'm hoping that by the end of the season she'll start establishing like boundaries but I feel like it, her establishing boundaries would also be like a point of like where they would like butt heads and then that like Definitely. that would be like a stepping yeah. stone until they're like big blowout I don't see it being a like a normal conversation if that makes sense like between friends yeah. where you're like oh yeah we have these problems that we need to talk about like I definitely see it being like a fight um, yeah, I thought last season. I can't remember the last season because I haven't watched it in a, long, uh, in a while. But didn't they fight last season too? Yeah, like big... and then yeah, they had a huge fight, and then they went to the lake afterwards, and Birdie opened up, and um, um, then they went back together on like a road trip. Yeah, like it's definitely going to come to conflict because I think I mean the the like were like what the mechanic said obviously had an impact on her for like somewhat good reasons right like they were making some solid points um but the conclusion that Tuka came to from those points was like Birdie is keeping me alone which is like not like there's more behind that than just like Birdie is keeping me alone so I think she needs to like 
think on it more and like there's probably going to be a conflict in there before they get to the conclusion of like hey both of us need to like set boundaries with each other um or the conflict will be found by like birdie going behind her toilet and just seeing multiple cups one is just says birdie (laughs) i can totally see that being like how she finds out and that stemming from that yeah it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for sure I wonder though, I kind of like, I don't know, it made sense to me because I know that they have a codependent relationship in different ways and neither one is like the, I don't know, instigate, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're both codependent with each other, but like from a Tuka perspective, like in that specific situation, at the end of the day, Birdie was reliant on Tuka, but she also had Speckle to go home to and Tuka didn't have that. Yep. And I think that Brady yeah. can be kind of self-absorbed in a way where it's not on purpose, but like she's so anxious about like her own relationships, which happen to include like a long-term partner. And in Tuka's case, like that's never been something she's like really expressed that she wanted or needed. And I think that Birdie takes that for granted. I don't think it's on purpose, but I think that it's something that like she unconsciously does. And I think that that's why she's like Birdie is keeping like because. I don't know. I'm even thinking about like the actual panic attack where like Tuka was the one to pull her out of it. But then at the end of the night, even though Tuka did the work, Tuka goes home alone. Like it's just absolutely, you know, I don't know. I don't think Birdie's doing it on purpose, but I do think that like unintentionally she takes advantage of the fact that she has two like ride or die people at her side at all times. And like in the grand scheme of things, like it's come to this before where like Speckle and Tuka are like kind of at odds where it's like, who does she care about more? Like, whose does she value more? And I think that her thing is like, I'm not going to choose and I'm just going to like use both to my advantage again, not on purpose, but I feel like that is what she's doing. And I'm wondering if part of her therapy will be like recognizing how she's treating both people. Because like, again, some could say she's really anxious, but like, her anxiety like and her worries sometimes overlook like how she treats others and like she's treated speckle a little bit um unfairly many times so i don't know i'm i'm hoping that her therapy also le- leads her to that conclusion herself and maybe her and tuka will have a conversation about yeah, boundaries like i don't know maybe she'll come to the conclusion first that like hey boundaries would be a good thing for not only my sake but for my friends as well because to your point it's like it's not like she's it's not like she's not offering any support in return but then at the same time and I know there's been like conflicts and things that have happened where like she hasn't done the right thing and vice versa but like in general like Tuka and Speckler are offering her support and she's offering them support in return but like to your point like they're two people that she gets the unconditional support from and like yeah Tuka doesn't have that second person so it's totally yeah it's so true because like she ran to help her which is like yeah that's like what a friend does to some extent but then at the same time it's like she missed out on something because of that and then she goes home right right um so yeah I'm hoping like hopefully that like leads like they maybe the situation or like other situations that come up lead them to both come to that conclusion of like hey like 
maybe this isn't the most healthy codependency ever and maybe we should have some boundaries and like maybe that will lead Tuka back to either this person that she was with in the episode or somebody else um who will like make that point for her or like maybe not like maybe she'll maybe she doesn't need another person but like there definitely needs to be some sort of like boundary setting the first scene was about I mean the first scene the therapist was like you need to break up with Tuka that was the first scene so that could just be foreshadowing of what is to come about not them like I I don't see them like not still being friends but it could be like the foreshadowing of a like um a reevaluation of their friendship and what they both need from it yeah yeah I, I think the owl owl person's coming back I don't think they're for sure I don't think we've them. seen the last of them yeah they definitely like developed the character quite yeah. a bit like way more than and, I mean obviously more because they were in more scenes but like more than any of the other people that um like yeah. were in the sex bus <laughs> montage you know um, that, so gay little, that. that gay little bird oh the gay bird <laughs> <laughs> the one that was the bus driver also and I'll wrap this up I'm like because like thinking again about like their friendship and like what they the boundaries like what is stopping Tuka from getting a call from Speckle that Bertie's having a panic attack and say hey like this is something that might work this might snap her out of it like why don't you try this like you know that kind of communication where like I feel like Tuka and Bertie both don't realize that like their friendship isn't any less strong if there's more boundaries like their friendship can still be strong with like boundaries there exactly yeah and I, and just like in the scheme of growing up like sorry to get all nostalgic but like we've all like grown up and like our friends have like have partners and there's like a different kind of relationship there and like our boundaries have shifted as we get older where like I'm not like in Emily's room like <laughs> seven days a week like 24 7 or like in Kiana's room but it doesn't mean that we're like any less of good friends we just have like different boundaries because we've grown and changed and I think that they just don't realize that yet like they don't realize that we can yeah. if I lived in Boston I would be in Emily and Rashad <laughs> yeah same. I mean you'd be you'd be welcome but it's still a solid yeah. point <laughs> I mean that's why that's why I was like when she wrote in the cup Birdie's keeping me alone I was also like but also you can make changes right like I I'm I know it's not all like like it's not all Birdie's fault but I also think Tuka has a little bit more control in her life where she can um like I mean the owl person was like you don't have to go and she's like but I do because she's my best friend and the owl person's like I mean we all have friends that we don't like stop making out with I mean I feel like this situation also like if it was like Birdie, like, it is at the grocery store and she has to decide between the best paper towel in town or the best paper towel all around. And <laughs> that was a, a Spongebob reference. Oh, <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. I didn't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Tuka's, like, dropped everything to go to her. I understand that, like, that would be ridiculous, but she was having a panic attack. And again, Speckle was there, but Speckle, I hope they develop his character a little bit more in this season because he's Same. always, he's just like vibing. And I'm like, Speckle, your girlfriend's yeah. having a panic attack. And he's like, whoa, that's crazy. And I'm like, you need to figure <laughs> out how to like help her out. <laughs> because again, Tuka was the one 
that brought in the like pop radio song and she was like yeah. oh yeah um yeah and like speckle was like i was just te-. like he literally was like i, was I just helped here by calling yeah, like we've been us, we've so. been so focused on like talking about oh tuka and birdie should set boundaries which like they should but it's like also should like talk about the fact that like speckle could have helped in the situation by like not requiring tuka to be there because like maybe he should be able to help his girlfriend through what she's through in front of him without calling her friend like i, I, I mean like though, i see why he did it but yeah it was just the but like i feel like speckle's been pretty clear with boundaries speckle last season was like you need to that let me true. in and you need to let me help you because i don't know what to do as like a partner if you don't let me like or like tell me what you need like it's really like a communication thing on birdie's end because Tuka right. speckles offered up like a lot and at this point birdie's communicated tuka is the only person who can calm me down so like what else is speckle to do but call tuka i don't know like i kind of feel for speckle because yeah. i feel like he's like at been like very adamant about like he's a chill guy but he's like multiple times been pushed by birdie where he's like i can't do this and like i need you to be clear with me and Didn't i feel like this up? Yeah, like yeah. They, 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 that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like he's been pretty clear about that, but I do hope they develop really him more point. where like we see, I don't know. Like, I like what Kiana was saying too, where it's like, I do want to see him like, I feel like he's asked for things, but I'm like wanting to see him like be more give and take with Birdie and like, maybe she'll start communicating and we can like see him develop more, right. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, on I'm the sure. surface of this episode, it's like, oh, well, he didn't really like, try to do anything but yeah to your point like she she eventually let like both of them in with the whole metaphor about the haunted house like she let them both in at the end but it did take like Tuka getting there and like doing her thing to make that happen so yeah I don't know it's definitely on like all sides in the first season they do talk about a little bit about Speckles anxiety but I'm sure the man is riddled with them especially if his girlfriend's birdie and he's probably anxious about their relationship and her being like okay so I'm sure like I'm I'm hoping that we learn more about Speckle yeah I like Speckle he's cool I do too I really like him um yeah I'm excited I think that it was a really good ep um I thought it was funny I thought it was funny like we talked about a lot of serious stuff but it was really like funny they just do a great job of like like I said with Bojack, it can be like, so like, you're like, God, I can't watch another episode. But with this, it's like, I'm thinking a little, like I'm thinking, but like, I'm having fun while I'm thinking. And it's like, the message is a little bit easier to digest when you're like, having a good balance of both. It's a good half and half, like a 12, like 50% great happiness. We love it, the vibes. And then the other 50% is just like thinking, should I go to therapy now? Like, things like that. Yep. <laughs> um, while Bojack is like, I don't know. I also feel like the characters in Tuka and Birdie are like way more relatable and not like shitty people. Say. That's <laughs> like, a good point. Like yeah. the Bojack cast is like, I mean, half of them are like fine, but like the main, the other half is like, wow, I really cannot root for you because you are a horrible human being. Yeah. Poor yeah. Man. So. And to a point, it's also about, like, a former sitcom star and, like, all of his problems. And, like, I mean, there's definitely things that, like, would be relatable in his character or any of the other characters to some people. But, like, I don't know, the fact that it's still about, like, 
animated animals, but they are just like regular people, like dealing with relationships. It's like probably more relatable, at least to us, but probably to most people as well. I hope we see the Mary Jane plant neighbor again. I know we saw the cool. We saw her last season. She was we'll no, she was her. very briefly in this episode. I know she'll be What's in. That? It was like one second, but she was there. She was there with the turtles at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Bertie tripped right before the, the cool teens. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and I feel like I think Tuka and Bertie also does a really good job of like, like I feel like Bojack's relatable in a way where you're like, God, like I don't want to relate to this character, but like the yeah. my like deepest flaws are like being manifested in this person. Um, any princess caroline stands out there princess caroline sorry i'm here um, for you mr mr <laughs> peanut butter stands uh anyone here oh no anyone? Um, woof, woof. <laughs> what is this a crossover episode um <laughs> tuka and birdie does a really good job though of like it's relatable but it's not cringe like you know what i mean i feel like it shows like this can walk the line of like okay we get it you want like we get it you're trying to relate to us where this is like a genuine like ha yep this is like a perfect depiction of like this thing or this thing Mm -hmm. it's just such a good show yeah okay before we rate did you guys see the poster of for sex bugs the tour post (laughs) no but i want to see it can you share you know how last season season there were sex bugs yeah, Tuka and then this and, and Tuka's and Tuka's room, there was a giant poster of sex bugs. <laughs> oh, because they hilarious. formed a band. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> How could you forget about sex bugs? <laughs> no, I didn't forget about sex bugs. I just forgot the details. They should have had the sex bugs on the sex bus. Yeah. She probably couldn't get them in time. Yeah, they're booked now. They're, they're, <laughs> they're on the Lord tour um did we miss anything or are we wrapping up with a rating um i think that's it i think that's all i have to say great it's rating time it's gonna go first can we talk about wait before we go can we talk about how like um birdie is a psychic (laughs) Oh yeah. You imagine the worst thing and <laughs> it came to life immediately after she left. That's just you know that's that's anxiety. I was just gonna say yeah. sometimes when you have anxiety and you imagine the worst case scenarios all the time, eventually one of them will come true. <laughs> yep. But the usually they don't, the, but the at some point like something in his eyes and he's bleeding. <laughs> it was a per- yeah. It was like that um, community episode where Troy mm. comes in and everything's a mess, but except that oh, Birdie, six, <laughs> Birdie predicted it. The six timeline one. Yeah. That was the darkest timeline. And the darkest timeline came true for Birdie. She yeah. just wasn't there. I'm kind of glad she wasn't there to see that it came true. Yeah, I don't she, think that helped she would have her anxiety. She been split. distraught. I know I would have been distraught if I imagined the worst thing and it literally came to me exactly um well i'll go first i rate the show 10 out of 10 sex bugs because it's just a really well-written funny like very like female like femme oriented show that is just 
easy to watch, but also makes you think. And I already said it was one of my favorite shows and it's one of my favorite animated shows for sure. So I give it 10 out of 10. Sex bugs. I agree. I'm going to give it 10 cool plant teens out of 10. And yeah, I just think like we love a smart, funny, relatable, woman-driven show. And yeah, it was great. I'm very excited to figure out some way to watch the rest of the episodes that aren't going to be free on YouTube. Uh, I also will rate it 10 out of 10, but I'm going to do it birdie houses, like haunted houses. Love it. Um, again, this is a good show. I need to rewatch uh, season one so I can remember what happens. I know what happens, but like very vaguely. The details, yeah. Um, I'm excited for I'm excited for more episodes. I'm sure I don't know if Adult Swim has a streaming service. We should look that up after this. Yeah, we'll figure. It. I don't think they do. Um, but my parents Maybe have cable. Sorry, guys. That's all going. <laughs> in. Oh, thanks. Um, so yeah, it was a fun time. I can't, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm excited of the highs and the lows of these characters because you know there's about to be a lot of lows yeah but, uh, probably a they lot of highs I hope, <laughs> I hope Tuka gets a significant other that treats her with respect and she won't feel I hope actually wait I hope that um she builds up enough self-confidence even though she has a lot of self-confidence that she'll feel comfortable being alone and then she can get a significant other that just adds to that like comfort level if that makes yes. sense. Yes. Like yeah. she's not building her relation herself with that significant other, you know. But yeah, yeah, I hope we learn more about speckle. Same. Yeah. yeah. I agree. All right, Emily, do you want to take off our last sponsor before we leave? Our last sponsor is CVS Health Intense Moisture Hand Cream. Thank you, CVS Health Intense Moisture Hand Cream for making my hands not dry as hell. Nothing in these hot climates. We gotta keep yes. those hands moisturized, yes. guys. Summer is coming. And the, the soil dries out my hands, but because of CVS Hand Intense Moisturizing, Intense moisture hand cream. <laughs> They're soft as a baby's bottom. And you so don't just want you don't you don't want moisture. You want intense moisture because you want to make sure you yeah. get it all. You want to you want to seep it in. Really get in there. Really get in there. Deep Sometimes I get skin. heat rash, and you just put it on the heat rash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you promise to we our sponsors. <laughs> Um, thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, so thank many. you, Butt Grow, Glossier, and CVS Intense Hand Moisture Cream for sponsoring this episode of the pod. Um, we what promise we won't. <laughs> we, we promise we won't be gone for a month again. We promise we're back. We'll try our very best. Um, I will not make that promise we're busy women i promise that we'll be back i'll be back for you okay going on we'll be back but there's a lot i'll be back all right this was um Um, what did did we we just watch watch? oh no